0: Greet you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am here with Pastor Tony Scott and boy we got part two coming up. I had him change the screen background, and I gotta say this is a joke because people notice it. They gave us this picture. It looks like a man with a horn in his head. It's not. There is a guy praying for him or has his hand on the shoulder. The guy's depressed. He's oppressed. Yes. He needs prayer. And some of you might be in that spiritual condition right now. So this is going to be a powerful teaching. Wait till you hear this from Pastor Scott. We also want to remind you, keep watching. I'm going to tell you how to get the brand new book on the visions and the brand new prophetic offer. Okay, Pastor, part two, where do we go today on this uh, teaching?
1: So I'm going to sneak in here just a copy of the sure. book and, and, and show the people. Uh, this is a book that Shirley and I wrote together She wrote her part before she went to heaven and then I put my part to it. It's called One Plus One Equals One and it's healing marriages by the hundreds, probably by the thousands by now. You need to get a copy of this book. It'll take your marriage relationship to the next level. It's, it's, It's about the law of oneness. And by the way, it's not just about marriages, it's also about any team of people you bring together and how the law of oneness can create for you a cohesiveness on that team, in your marriage, in your family, whatever, that's unequaled by any other thing in the universe. Can I just, can I just add?
0: Sure. Pam loves the book.
1: She's I mean, a she smart ke- woman. No, she kept call, texting you saying, Tony, <laughs> yes. this is great. Tony, yes, how did. you
0: wrote this? You say something. She says something. So I, I put my plug in. Yeah. That website we just put up is where you can get the book from.
1: Yeah, TV It's real simple to go there. Very I, simple. I, I want to talk just for a few minutes about a passage of Scripture that... Sometimes it's misunderstood. It's in Isaiah chapter 40. And we'll get to the total passage here in a moment. But, you know, the Bible speaks sometimes of fainting. And in this passage of Scripture, it's there. You will faint not. Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. You will not faint. So so what does the Bible mean when it says that they faint? Actually, the Bible never talks about fainting as swooning or passing out has a totally different definition. And sometimes we feel like we're going to faint because of the weariness of things that Mm -hmm. happens to us. I think it's really important to remember that pain in life is inevitable. I don't care who you are, suffering is optional. I'm gonna say that Mm. again, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. It's not about what happens to you. It's about what happens within you as you relate to what happens to you. So over and over and over in the Bible, there are some very powerful verses of scripture that continually speak to us about the adversities of our life. The thing you want to remember is that life is not going to be fair, but you must never become bitter. I don't care what happens to you. It doesn't matter what anybody does to you. As we talked in the last segment, this is part two of when life is unfair. There are going to be things that happen to you that you will deem unfair. You will deem that they were not necessary. You can't figure out why God is allowing us and why God is permitting us. Well, let me, ins- let me assure you that God knows exactly where you are. He knows what you're going through. He has not abandoned you. He's going to keep his hand upon you. And something incredible is going to come your way because God in his vengeance Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. In his vengeance, he will lift up and exalt you. He will repay you. It's not about him repaying your enemies, those who attacked you. It's about him repaying you. And that period is something I think people often miss in the times of their adversity.
0: So you, you've taught me this uh, through the word of God over the years that I always thought, and we mentioned this last week, that I always thought that when the Bible talks about I will repay that God was basically saying that those who have actually premeditated to plan to do you wrong, to harm you, your reputation, whatever, he will eventually get back at them and you won't have to. But what God does is instead God's vengeance to repay. He didn't say he would pay them back. It said repay Repay. is to give you a blessing or can I say it? Spread a table in the presence of your, of your enemies. enemies. Absolutely, Psalms you're exactly right.
1: That's yeah. exact, because if you follow through the scriptures, mm. you'll see this Powerfully. over and over. You'll see it in, for example, you'll see it in the life of Paul the Apostle. Uh, look at all the things that he went through. He was chased out of towns. He, he was let down by a rope over a wall because there were people in the city who wanted to kill him. And when you look at Paul's life, just look at how God elevated him. You don't hear anything about God taking vengeance on his enemies. What you do hear is that God is elevating Paul and God is giving Paul revelation. I believe this with all of my heart. When you see the depth of pain that's caused by your adversity, by the attack of the enemy against your life, by whatever Satan is causing to come in your life. When you see the depth of that, you are seeing the depth of the treasure that is inside of you. Mm. Buried inside of your spirit is your purpose. You will never in your flesh pull out your purpose but god will make a demand on that purpose through the circumstances of life he said to the israelites when they were in egyptian bondage you are not slaves i didn't create you to be slaves they were there for 435 years I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to let you see who I created you to be. You are my people, and I'm going to restore you. And he pulled them out. But then look at the hell that they went through to get to the promised land Yeah. over and over. Finally had to wander for 40 years because of their rebellion, because they wouldn't be obedient to the voice of God. Look at the guy that, that God chose to lead them. For the first 80 years of his life, he did not even know who God was. Yeah. He had no relationship God with God. God appeared, he said, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> on, on the backside of the desert, That's he appears funny. to him in a burning bush. He's 80 years of age. Yeah. Yes, he was raised by his mother, Jochebed. Yes, he was told about the God of the Israelites. But when he appears in the burning bush and he gives him a command to go and lead his children, what does he say? Who are you? What am I? Who am I going to tell the Israelites sent me? Yeah. And what did he say to him? I am Jehovah. What is that? I am that I who am. I am. I am that I am. I will be what I will be. Yeah, that's, that's what, what, it what means. you go back. That's and, what it means. and so what does he do? He leads him out, but he wanted to say to the Israelites, you are not slaves. You are my chosen people. OK, how do we go from slaves to chosen people? You go through the wilderness. Mm. I'll say it again. Oh, my, my God. How do you go from being a slave to your circumstance, a slave to your adversity, a slave oh. to your trial? You go through a wilderness, but on the other side of that wilderness is God paying you back. Oh. I will repay," wow. says the Lord.
0: Okay, let me let me go to something we talked about off camera. You said that in Isaiah, "They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength; they will mount up with wings as eagles; they shall run and not be weary; they shall walk and not faint." And you said something to me that I'd never heard. And this is what I like about Tony. You're going to hear stuff you've never heard. That in the Bible, we think that word faint is to get weary to pass out. You know, just I can't give I give up. I, I just fall on the ground. In the scriptures, you do Hebrew word studies. You do Greek word studies. I do the same. Never notice this. It has a different connotation than getting weary and passing out. Can you explain that? I can. I figured you could, okay.
1: but I, I want, I want to just share these passages. Don't off. forget.
0: to now don't forget to go back to that.
1: I'm, I'm not going to forget anything. I promise. You You know,
0: I have to remind you all the time with your age. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is but, off. This, this is how he yeah, tease off camera. Yeah. I'm not going to do it on camera. This is he my always friend. has this. He always has the last
1: say. Yeah. So I'm not going yeah. to tease him. This camera. is my brother from another mother. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So here he is in, in Isaiah chapter 40. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint or grow weary. This is talking about God. He doesn't faint. He doesn't grow weary. There's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and weary. And to him who has no might, he increases strength, making it to abound. Even youths shall faint. Look at the word faint Uh And they will be weary. But listen to this, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And I want you to see how he does it. Listen to what the Bible says. It's so important. It's important to see the sequence of things in the Bible. It says they shall change and they shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings as eagles And they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. If I were going to say that, Okay. I would say they're going to walk and not be weary. They're they're going to run. I've noticed that. it's like it's backwards. Yeah, it's backward. Yeah. So why is it backward? Why did the tell Holy me, Spirit tell me? Because I've always wanted to know that. Seriously. Okay. So you come into the kingdom of God and you receive the blessing of salvation and you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and the power of God comes in. you're flying high. I mean, uh-huh. you're up here in the stratosphere. You feel like you can conquer the world. You, you can conquer any spirit yeah, you're that the comes against you. And then bang, you get hit uh-huh. by some attack of the enemy. Something happens to you and you're like, oh, my goodness, I, I, I'm not flying anymore. I, I don't right. have that high spirit anymore. And, and, and so in that moment, what have you got to do? You got to keep running. And, and then you run for a while. And, and boy said, you will run and, and you will then walk. So I just want you to follow and see. Huh. You will mount up with wings as eagles. Kay. You will run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint. So when the enemy comes, hmm. this is what I want you to remember. He wanted to knock you off your flying high position. He wanted to knock you down spiritually. And the attack accomplishes that. But you know God, and you're running, and you're going to keep running. So you're going you're to mount up with wings as eagles. You're going to run, and you're not going to be weary. And then you're going to walk, and you're not going to faint. So what is he telling me? He said, I want you to remember this. You won't always fly high, and you will not always run, but I don't want you to ever stop walking. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want you to always keep coming towards me and I will cause you to fly again. I'll cause you to lift up. I will send a blessing. I will send an anointing. I will send a breakthrough. I will send a revelation. I will speak to you. I will show you who's in charge. I will let you know I've Mm. not forgotten you. I know exactly where you are and I will come to you. You will not faint. So when we get to the New Testament... Paul the Apostle is speaking about ministry, and he says, we, d- we do not grow weary and faint. Okay. All right, the word faint there is ekkakos in the Greek. I love his Greek and, and I may not really pronounce it right, so if you're a Greek scholar, forgive me, but ek means out of, kakos has to do with something bad. And in this case, it means bad behavior. So when all hell mounts up wings against you, comes against you, and and, and the enemy comes in like a flood, then here's what he's telling me: During your bad moments, out of bad, I don't want you to get mouthy. I don't want you to grumble. I don't want you to complain. Mm. I don't want you to fall on the floor and cry. Why is this happening to me? I don't Don't have any bad mouthing. Don't have any bad behavior. I want you to continue to praise my name. Do not let the enemy take the testimony of faith that I put inside of you. And do not let the enemy take out of you the word that I put inside of you, because you will be made an overcomer by the word of your testimony.
0: Mm. Go back again. Now the, the word faint. I want to get this in, yes. in in people's spirits. Yes. So Paul is not talking about passing out, getting tired, quitting.
1: No, it has nothing to do with swooning or passing out. Okay. And, it it has two meanings in the okay. New Testament. Okay. So let's just let's just yeah, take both let's, of because I cause feel like got, this is where you, you know, need No, you to got go. some Greek scholars listening, and they're gonna they're gonna come at us if we don't get it exactly <laughs> right. So. So for Errington, is that how you talk about Dr. Errington? He's my buddy. <laughs> you're a you're, your you. professor of Greek, yes. one of the best in the world. So <laughs> it, When we say faint, we mean that we are weak. We, we get weak in our knees. My sister, when she was younger, she, she would just faint for, for no reason. Sometimes in the morning she she'd have a fainting spell. But that's not what it's talking about. It literally means out of bad. I just want you to get those three words okay, in mind, uh, out bad. of bad. It has the meaning of loose behavior. Okay. Out of bad, loose behavior. So if, if, if you said someone uh, turned loose of the commandments and, and didn't live by the commandments, right. that's loose behavior. Okay. So just keep that in mind. So his word to us is faint not, don't become faint and grow weary in well-doing, out of bad things which are gonna happen to all of us when life is unfair. We've been hit by something that is not good. Don't allow anything to come out of your mouth. Don't allow anything to damage your testimony. Because the way you overcome is the word, word of your obedience. testimony. If the enemy can change your testimony, he can stop you from being an overcomer. Oh. So you don't want him to change your testimony. Huh. And so you don't go questioning God. You don't complain. You don't gripe. You don't groan. Uh, you don't act badly. You, Your words and... Your actions must live up to the faith that you say you have mm. because people are watching you and especially those of us in ministry. They're looking to see if we live the message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I've said this for, for, for a long time and I think it's so important. People say, well, you got to practice what you preach. I totally disagree. I could not disagree more. You are to preach what you practice Because if you can't live it, then you should not go and preach it. You should live it. The message comes out of your life. It does not come out of your words. It comes out of your life. Man, powerful, powerful.
0: So let me go back over here. We're talking about when life isn't fair. uh, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Now I did a, I'll step in with this one. Sure. And maybe you've got a note on this, but I looked up the word wait upon the Lord. And the connotation that most people have about waiting is to sit in a chair, be still, and just wait till God does something. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm just waiting on the Lord through much later. Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. It does not mean that. The Hebrew there has the connotation of weaving a garment and stitching a garment together. Yes. So in other words, if I took two pieces of cloth and I stitched them together, I have taken two to make them one. Yes. By connecting them together. So to wait on the Lord there is not just to sit. It means to get in the presence of God and your presence and God's presence meet together and remain in his presence
1: as he is working
0: through this earth time of your of weariness we would say
1: there is no such thing in the New Testament as patience being sitting down waiting doing nothing I preach that that's Th- there's yeah n- that is not the meaning of patience And that's what yet. we think it means oh yeah but listen to his word sometimes you'll fly sometimes you'll run but don't you ever stop walking and if you'll keep walking out your testimony walking out your faith God will as you said minister to you his strength Let's just walk through this passage. Wait a minute. You
0: know, when you quit, you stop walking. Well, absolutely. Right? So if I quit, I just quit walking. If I quit God, I quit I quit going to church, I quit walking. That's the anal- analogy don't there. Don't
1: get mouthy. Don't let words come out of your mouth. Don't let people put words in your mouth yeah. like they did with Job. Job is going through <laughs> yeah. hell. Yeah. He's suffering. He's lost his daughters, the fairest of all the young ladies in the land. He's lost his sons. And he's lost all of his cattle, his sheep, all of those things that were his wealth. He's his lost his yeah. health. His marriage is to the point that his wife says, go ahead and curse God and die. <laughs> I, I just want you to see the overwhelming things that happened to Job. But in the midst of that, when his Job's comforters came, yeah. come on, fess up. Something's wrong here. Uh-huh. I've, I've had people say to me when I'm under attack, you know, what did you do? Yeah. How did you bring this on? You must be guilty of something. Well,
0: they said they said Job had sinned. Yes. Job was proud. Job was arrogant with his money. God yes. was taking his money because he wasn't feeding the poor. And he counted all that, but they weren't listening to him.
1: Well, what they were saying to Job is, you brought this on yourself. Yeah, that's what they were saying. You, and, and you know what? And it was a satanic attack, actually. It, it, it wasn't. And, and I'm not going to say that Job handled everything well. Right. Uh, job got frustrated he, he didn't understand what though you slay me I'm still yeah. gonna trust you yeah. he's struggling yeah struggling with his faith yeah every listen I, I really believe with all of my heart, if you go through and search every character in the Bible that God used, you're going to find some weakness and some flaws. All of them. You're going to find it Except in David, Daniel life. and Joshua probably. Well, well <laughs> one of, this is very true. <laughs> but, but even then, there are circumstances and there are challenges that come against us that suck the very life out of us. Yep. But what you've got to remember is this. Listen to what he's saying in this passage in okay. Isaiah he says i don't want you to faint i don't want you to grow weary so what does god command to his people in verse one he says to isaiah comfort ye my people and you know sometimes we read words and we think we know what the word means and so yeah. we skip right over it. okay yeah. comfort god's people so here's the word comfort it means to give breath to or to put breath back into again hmm. so the The breath was sucked out of the people's lives, okay? literally sucked out of their lives. They had no wind, they had no breath. They had what does mm. breath do? gives you energy. Yeah, I, I didn't know this, but but I learned this in studying this word. Uh, you see runners sometime, like in a marathon, right? and 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 they're running, and they get to the end of their breath and and they're out of breath, and they're starting to lose energy. But stored up inside of them, inside of their body, in their fat cells, they've got energy stored up. And the body is trying to pull it out, but you've got to push through what Hmm. we call get a second wind. Oh, that's what that means. Oh yes, you've got to push through that moment, and then you get a second wind, because the body just released energy that's stored up inside. The word of the living God God. is stored up inside of you and the word of God is energy. And in the moment when you are put to the test, don't worry about what you're going to say. The Holy Spirit will cause words of wisdom, words of knowledge to rise up within you that you've even forgotten about were inside of you. And you'll speak those and you'll get a second spiritual. So
0: take the promises in the Bible and he's given you during that time of weariness. And remind yourself, like David said, I will say to my soul, remind yourself of what God has has done. And I noticed this. David would always go back, and I've got just a few seconds left. David would always go back into the past of ancient Israel and talk about what God did in the past to talk about what he will do in the future. So Let me get
1: something in here quick before we leave. Yeah. The the next thing he says is you will increase. Uh, And and what does he mean by that? It means to project as to shoot an arrow. God will increase you and give energy to and put energy back into you by that second wind of the spirit if you will not faint give up and start grumbling mouthing and complaining
0: wow. now listen that's a word for a lot of folks take that word receive it play this over and over again you need to hear the word studies here we're going to go to a break uh, this is our a brand new prophetic book i tell you how to get this I really want everybody watching me to get a copy it's, it's pretty incredible so let's watch and I'll be right back in a minute. My new book titled The Visions contains specific details of visions and revelations involving future, both national and international events, from visions and encounters that I have recorded in my private journal. I've waited for the right prophetic season to disclose these warnings and events god's word states that if spiritual watchmen do not warn the people of the danger they see coming the watchman will be held accountable for what happens to the people after experiencing much inner conviction in my soul i sensed it was the right time to pin what i and others have seen much of this book covers warning visions explaining what is coming and how to prepare i've divided the visions into what was what is and what is to come Here are some of the subjects I will cover in the book. Learn the four different types of spiritual visions. I explain ancient oracles exposing how leaders attempted to see the future. Visions of cities burning both present and future, including New York City. My father's vision of a planned East Coast nuclear attack. Also, my recent visions concerning cremation ovens. I experienced a vision of a frightening assault on a public school that I want to share with you. I have for many years experienced tsunami visions and I've decided to release that information and include the locations that I have seen in those visions. There is a vision of a nuclear power plant that initiates a stock market crash. There is a vision of empty cities and empty streets that I believe is linked to the recent pandemic and possibly another pandemic coming the vision of the 10 mile radius bioweapons attack on London, England. And also I've seen in three different visions, a strong earthquake impacting the Midwest, especially the St. Louis area. I also talk about the strange vision of three tornadoes that I believe cost Hillary Clinton her political future. I share a vision revealing future attacks on individual Christians and churches. I also talk about when political leaders and their administrations lose divine favor with God. I have a section where I talk about 2024 and beyond and I've included what I believe to be an interesting historical parallel about a possible Trump second term. The coming revival through the lens of a camera. One of my favorite chapters that's going to be very helpful to you is this, 10 Rules and Wisdom Principles for Surviving and Thriving at the End. The book also has important instructions for the reader to follow. When you order this new book, I'm also including my two audio CD teaching, The Battle of the Two Marks, which exposes the future mark of the beast and explains the mystery of the seal of God, both which are alluded to in the book of Revelation. Get the new book and the audio CD now for your donation of $35 or more. Ask for offer VS 141. You can order at perrystone.org or by calling toll-free 1-888-21-BREAD or mail your order to Perry Stone, P.O. Box 3595, Cleveland, Tennessee, 37320. I hope every prophetic student, intercessor, and those interested to know what is ahead will take time to order this new spiritual resource. I've written this in the fear of the Lord, but I believe it's now the time to release the messages. A remnant is now waking up and preparing. What about you? There's never been a time when the prophetic word and the word of understanding the times and seasons that we're now in and the prophecies of the Bible need to be understood than I believe right now. We're in a major prophetic cycle. We're in a time when prophetic milestones are being set. I can actually see the formation of a seventh empire which is that global system in the book of Revelation and then I can actually see in the distance Through the cloud, the fog, and the thunder of war, the alignment that's coming for the eighth empire of Bible prophecy and the 10 kings of prophecy and that man that we do not know his name, but he's called the Antichrist. Now folks, it's important that you don't be afraid of prophecy, learn it, teach it, read it, Because God doesn't do it to scare you. He does it to prepare you. He does it so that your spirit will be following Him that you'll have a redemptive covenant. Your name will be in the Lamb's book of life. And so when Messiah returns, you will be ready to go with Him. Folks, listen. The worst is not yet to come. In the short term, yes. But in the long term, the best is yet to come with the millennial kingdom of Jesus Christ. You need to be a believer in Christ, in Yeshua. You need to receive Him as your Savior and Lord and get the gift of eternal life and pray to him and call upon his name and believe that he's going to touch you when well, my time is about up don't forget to get the resource material go to Peristone.org for more information and don't forget the conference make plans to attend
1: the 2022 international prophetic summit June 23rd through 26th at Omega Center International in Cleveland Tennessee come hear the latest prophecy updates from Jonathan Kahn, Kurt Landry Mark Biltz Bill Cloud and perry stone this huge event kicks off thursday night and continues all day friday and saturday concluding in a doubleheader with bill and perry on sunday morning there is no fee to attend but you must register online at perrystone.org where you will also find information on hotels in the area seating is limited so sign up today don't miss fresh insights and exciting new prophetic revelation as each speaker proves that we are living in the end of the age and headed toward a date with destiny including the return of the Messiah. The 2022 Prophetic Summit. Register now.